All right. Let's get it going right here, right now. This is Eyes Up Here, and you're listening and watching and, and taking a brand new episode of Eyes Up Here on our Patreon channel, as well as on the Creative Control Podcast Network. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week, I'm joined here by the, uh, the, the, the star of this show, the vampire girl today. She's got a very I cool am. shirt on. We'll hear about that soon. Uh, yep. But it is the queen of extreme Francie. I am a, an honorary vampire girl today <laughs> with my new shirt. And uh, like you said, we'll talk about that. But um, everything going all right? Everything's great. Snow abundant, uh, my residence, but otherwise mm-hmm. very good. Yes, uh, the kids were chomping at the bit to get outside today. And uh, I was like, well, mommy has to work, but as soon as I'm done, we'll venture out. So, uh, and you want to start hot? I do. Oh, Is she we, here? We start about as hot as you could possibly okay. get it going. So, I'm wearing this shirt because, um, I, I want to honor our guest today. Miss Shelly Martinez is here. <gasps> Where are you? Um, this is what I did all day yesterday. I made a studio in my garage. Wow. <laughs> How beautiful is that? I, at first I said to myself, is that a Ferris wheel behind her? And why is it nighttime? And where is she? But then I was like, wait a minute. No, that looks great. I'm in my bat cave. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love it. It looks so good. This is the first time me using it. Cause I spent like all day yesterday, like putting it all together because on the other side of my uh, garage is my gym. So it's like, I've been really trying to like focus on, cause there's this really cute place in downtown LA. I like to shoot and it kind of has this vibe and it's like, dude, I'm spending all this money on this like space. Why yeah. not just like make my own and just like make it better. Like my couch sucks. It's my old couch, but you know, they'll get there. I'll get a cute little couch. And well, You can't even see your couch because your boobs take up the whole lens. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, look, look what I'm, I'm sporting today. Yes. I said in your intro, I said, I'm an honor- honorary vampire girl. Absolutely. You know, um, Absolutely. I'm not trying to steal your gimmick by any means, but um, she was nice enough to send me a shirt. And I said, come on the show. Let's promote whatever you're doing and chit chat because it's been a hot minute. I haven't seen your face since we did the bikini swimsuit spectacular showdown, That's whatever it was called. That was, that was uh, August. August. Yeah. That's terrible. We, you know, her and I are the worst. We will text back and forth, you know, cause we, we've kept in touch now for, I don't, a million years. Right. And we're always like, we need to FaceTime. We need to sit. We never get around to it, and it's terrible. And we really need to do that. Like, I I agree. I well, know. at least we're here. We can kind of talk. Facetime, and I'm just the spectator. So Facetime yes. your Facetime your fanny's off. <laughs> I'm just saying how shitty we are because we keep saying we're going to do it and we never do it. But you're here now. So what has been going on in the life of uh, Miss Martinez? Fill us in. Let us know. Well, um, a whole lot. Of course, I have my secret society. That's always a given. Um, But, you know, ever since I was in TNA, I had this idea of having this like boutique where it would be items of things that not only that I would come up with in design, like shirts, for example, but like, you know, stuff that I love because something I hate more than anything is wasting my money on products that like, just because this person says it's good because they're getting paid. Like I've wasted so much money. So I wanted to bring like a place where people can like get the things that I love without like cutting the middleman kind of thing. So back in TNA before social media was what it was, I just kind of saw it as like having like this boutique of stuff that I just love. But of course with wrestling, it takes over. So I had to put it on the back burner, put it in the back burner. Last couple of years, I've been trying to figure out how to get a damn resale license. And like, it just took me forever. It was super easy and I got it. And then lo and behold, I was like, I'm making it happen. So I built my website. I got merch in there. Um, you know, and already I'm just really proud of what it has. Cause it has my shirts. Like you look so lovely in and they come in vampire guy as well. Yes. And, um, I have some vinyl in there cause I love music. I'm a vinyl collector. So there's vinyl. Um, I have some flower hair clips cause dumb Shelly. Um, let's see what else do I have in there? I have something else. What was, Oh, I have like a digital download. So it's just a bunch of fun stuff. And it's like, I do have my official merchandise on there. But it's nothing to do with like my secret society or posting like stuff for like my sexy content. It's like literally my little online boutique that 
It just so happens that's where my stuff is. And on Sunday, I'm going to be hosting my first ever meet and greet on goodvibrationsboutique.com. Ooh, that's Ooh, fun. Nice. So are you, you're going to be live and selling live, like QVC? Well, just like how we did, like did the bikini thing, you know, yes. thing, but it's going to be on Good Vibrations Boutique and it'll also go to my YouTube channel, a live stream. Fine. And um, I'm using StreamYard, of course. So I'm going to be have people with wait in line if they want to call like video in and just be like, hey, I bought that. So I can chat with them while I sign it. So we'll see how it goes. We know how technology is sometimes. So <laughs> Fine. that's a good idea. I, you know, on Twitter you have like all these different things that you're promoting and i'm just like i don't know what is what you know because there's so you have like five different links that you put up you have this you have this you have this break it down for me so you just explained the uh the website that you're you're promoting when you say your secret society okay is that different than say like the only fan are you still doing only fans well here's the thing my secret society is my exclusive membership for those of you out there that don't know, mm -hmm. uh, just exclusive content, whether it's um, videos, photos, you name it, it's there. Um, I have an OnlyFans, but the way I work my OnlyFans is there's some people who they just generally want to just use OnlyFans. So that's why I have it there for them. And it's at the um, $15 tier that I have because there's, it starts at $5 membership and then it goes all the way up to a hundred. So that is just the place where it's like that, just that membership, because we just live in an age where people love OnlyFans. And then I got my Patreon people, you know, that's where it's a little bit more you can do from $5 to a hundred. And the most content is on my Patreon just because I used to just solely use it for my secret society. And then my website, shallimartinez.net, some people don't like to be on these social media platforms. They like old school. They want an old school website. So the reason why I have so many different options for people is because literally my, my audience is some of them just want OnlyFans. Some of them just want Patreon. Some of them just want my website. Right. Now, if I was more over in life, I can command everyone to just go on my secret site. way over. Stop that. But, but it's more over. I wouldn't. I would be able to boss my people that I'm just not. So I kind of cater to where like everyone is at because that's when I add all that money up. That's why I'm able to do what I do oh, for a living. Yes. What? It's a lot, but. It's worth it because I get to do what I want to do. Yes, exactly. No, I, and I'm not knocking it by any means. I'm just like, I, I see certain links and I'm just like, I get confused because I'm like, okay, what link is this? And what is she doing on this page? And so when I wanted to have you on here, I just wanted you to explain the different things because if somebody hears this and they want to sign up, they're signing up for the right product. Oh, and then I just started another site. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. She, I know. You need Linktree. You ever hear Linktree? You need that. Oh yeah, like if you go to ShellySecretSociety.com, it it's very organized. I put it right there. If you want to do it this way or that way, but um, long story short, is I can make it. Um, I'm a failed foot model, fetish model. I tried it. It didn't work out for me. I wish it did, but to be honest, I don't know if this is the way for all girls or fellas that do it, but for me. It was more like what the people that were paying wanted, I wasn't comfortable doing. And so when I was just putting out what I wanted, it made me a few bucks. But to like add that of my roster of things to do, it just wasn't enough. And then I asked, I did a poll on Twitter, on my Secret Society Twitter. And um, somebody said that they had been a member of my foot club, but they always felt that I gave away too much of my previews. And I said, so they're being cheap asses? He said, yes. So a member from that community said that. So I stopped being a foot model. So do you not do foot content on the other sites? I mean, I do, but it's more like the foot club was just like giving them the soles every time, giving them the wrinkle, like all the things they love I was giving to them. Yeah. But now it's more like, okay, I have some people. And then I did another poll on like my audience. And on my audience, my boobs and booty people way outweigh people who are fan my fans that are into my feet. So yeah. that also made sense too, because I know there's girls out there that 
um, I've met throughout the years and maybe they've had no like kind of mainstream exposure like you have or myself. So they just started from the beginning. So they hustled and they're on these forums and all this. I got too much to do to like try to grab the audience and like, you know what I mean? To like sit there because I got all these other sites I'm working on. Yeah. So that's why I was just like, you know what? I don't think it's for me. I think I should just work that my audience likes to pay for my boobs and my butt. And that's it. I find it interesting because like I dabbled in the foot fetish realm um i didn't know much about it you know i i always got requests for my feet now i'm gonna go on record and say my feet are the drizzling shits Uh, my feet to me look like fred flintstone when he started up his car they're big i'm a nine um i have a big big toe they're not attractive but yet people find them utterly irresistible and i can't see why they're just my husband even said what and i'm just like dude i don't even know like you know some people i don't judge anybody like everybody's got their thing that they like and their fetish and it's all good but my feet are not cute i don't get it but like you said i wouldn't even know like if i wanted to go full-fledged because out of all the fetishes out there i feel like the feet are the most innocent because i i don't think it's a dirty thing like you know it's it's just it they're just feet you know, and even though I look at them and I don't see feet as being beautiful, other people do, and that's fine. But I wouldn't even know what forum to go look for to promote my like I know they're out there. I don't even know how to find these things. Um, and the foot thing I could never wrap my head around because like I would take these pictures and then they would want me to go to the next level. And I'm like, Well, what is that level? Like I, I a foot's a foot. I don't under, how do you keep evolving with feet? It, it's just a foot. I don't, I don't know. But then it got to the point where I, you know, they, they wanted me to have somebody else rub my feet and then put my feet in their mouth and all this weird stuff. Jesus. I was like, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable doing that kind of stuff. So that's where I was just like, I'm done, you know, but yeah, I'm, right there, okay. I'm right there with you. Like, and to, it's so interesting because at first I was like, what is it about feet? And I would ask my audience and they wouldn't say, they just don't want to talk about it. They just want to whatever. So I was like, okay, so I'm trying to figure it out. And what's interesting is when I first started being like, okay, I'm going to try this for a year. I'll do this like foot thing. Um, I actually started to see the beauty and I started to enjoy it. Like at first I was like, Oh God, like whatever. But then all of a sudden I was like, I love this. Like, okay, I get it. Now I understand. So it sucked for me that didn't work out that way, but it seems like the common ground in my life is like, whenever something doesn't work for me, even if it seems like it should, I'm just not meant to do that. I'm just meant to put my energy somewhere else. So I abandoned the foot fetish world. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) After dipping my toe in. (laughs) There you go. There's the pun. I was looking for one, but you beat me to it. After yeah. dipping my toe in, I just realized that foot fetish modeling was just a heel in my life. So <laughs> I blended it all together. She's on fire. Let it go. Curb. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I'm with you. I understand. Uh, but I turned that page into, uh, I have another, you know, on like my Patreon or my website, there's the different tiers. Well, there's like a $20 one. So I just turned that one into a $20 one. Cause sometimes people will be like, you know, I just want to be that member. And I don't know, just giving options again, once again. So that's why I have so many links. I think it's annoying myself. Um, I'm the one posting on all of these platforms and it takes me a long time, but it's my job. And the way I, I used to be like, maybe I should just like consolidate to one, but I was like, you know, I tried that. And what ended up happening is Patreon was my main, like I was making great money. Like I was, I was so proud of what I built on Patreon. And then when I try to consolidate, I've haven't yet. And it's been like almost two years. I haven't yet gained back that audience that I once had on there Mm -hmm. and it sucks. And I regret it so much, but Mm -hmm. But you're a hustler. I've said it. I mean, we, I remember our conversation on the phone one day and you were like, you need to get on Patreon. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And you talked me into it and you're like, 
you need to, do you know who you are? I'm like, yeah, I know who I am. <laughs> that ship has sailed, you know, but Patreon has been a lot of fun for me. Um, now granted our, our content is way different. Like I, it's just with the web, um, not the website. It's just with our, um, podcast, you know, and we do funny games and, 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 uh, quizzes and drinking and stuff like that, but it's, there's no pictures, no videos. Uh, I went a completely different route with it. Um, but you are hustling. So it's not that it's annoying that you have all these things. It's just for, for a casual fan who wants to join something, they might not know which link to press and click because like, what do you get if you choose this one or this one? I know. I know. Um, like I said, I try so hard on my little landing page. Thank God for Linktree. Um, I yeah. try to break it down as well as I can. Um, but you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm like really scared to try to like consolidate everything because when I did, I just, I still am not making the money I used to. And like, well, you don't have to, you don't have to, because once they click that link, it should be self-explanatory what they're getting. You know what I mean? Like they're clicking. So I'm, I'm just as, you know, as I'm looking, I'm just like, this girl's doing everything and I love it because you're just boom, boom, boom. There's so much content out there. So that's a good thing. So don't yeah but it's, doing tiring. A great job. it's tiring that's what sure. it is like, it's been weighing on me actually like for the last couple of months I'm like should I or shouldn't I and then I always go back to how I still didn't get I mean even if I got like most of that patreon back I'd be like okay yeah at least I got most of it back so eventually but it's like man it's been a couple years and I still haven't been able to get those same people back and it bums me out because I'm in a much better place, mind, body, and soul now. So it's like, ah. I know. Yeah, but you're picking up new members. I see you when you're saying somebody rebuilds or we got a new member. So you're doing great. I mean, don't sell yourself short. You're out there. You're hustling. I keep saying to myself, she's not getting enough rest. And I'm worried about her because there, there are certain times where I know you're not going to bed early, but you're up at like 4.35 o'clock your time that's when i wake up i know because <laughs> she's always like you can text me early and i'm just like but we're three hours different and and she wakes up so freaking early and i'm just like she's not getting enough rest that's it's the mother true. in me i worry you need I to go rest. to sleep about nine o'clock like i go to bed pretty early like you know nine ten o'clock top so oh, like well. mm, you know okay, sometimes well. i sneak in a nap in there it's it's yeah, it's see, awful. that's the difference. You get to nap. I don't get to nap. <laughs> I never take naps. But <laughs> I got really excited because when I saw that you were kind of not fully coming back to wrestling, but kind of starting a virtual experience, I said, what is it going to take for me to lure her back for a weekend? And I got a little bit excited. Well, that's because I'm putting it together and it's at my home and I'm hoping people check out the site. It's all a big commercial for Good Vibrations Boutique. No, no, no. But I'm saying like when you worked for Chad and when you oh, did the right. vir- like the real virtuals, you know what I mean? Like the wrestling virtuals. And well, I was just that, like, oh. that's because it's Chad and I love Chad. I know. I know. But, you know, I just here's the thing. I just maybe there was a time or two in my life where when I was like, Oh, I don't want to be involved in wrestling or whatever. And I was bitter. I'm not going to say I wasn't, but I'm not bitter anymore. It just is what it is. And I'm actually really grateful for like, even all the crap I went through, you know, because now that I'm older and like life has played out, it like everything totally makes sense. Even at the time when things didn't make sense, like now it does. So I just really feel that, Going to a situation uh, like a convention, I just don't think it's going to serve me well. And I just think that time of my life is over. And I think it's draining. And like when at the tail end when I was doing it, it was really just because like that's what I did to make money. But then like I remember I did this one signing and it just like the different people that I just kept letting things roll off my back and had grievances with, it just built up and I got super, super drunk. I told off multiple, well, excuse me. 
I confronted. I confronted multiple people. And you don't I, want to be con- confronted by a drunk Shelly. Let a little <laughs> over Shelly, but not a drunk Shelly, for sure. Like, I confronted. And you know what? I'm glad I did because I actually got to look some people in their pupil and tell them, like, what's up and then hear their side of what they think or whatever. So it's fine. But just, like, being in that – like, I went into it, like, yeah, because the people who brought me in, super nice. Like, they, they always want me to have a good time time they bring me wine like they're just so awesome so I was all about it but then like I just kept like brushing things off brushing things off and then before I knew it there's this one person that she renamed nameless I was like drunk and I was like please just ask me what's why I don't like you anymore please I was begging for this person and they wouldn't because they were scared because they knew and they're just like oh Shelly you you want another shot with their hand all shaky and I was like this little bitch ask me why I'm mad at you text me who it is <laughs> you know who it is. I know who it is, but I can't remember. So you need to tell so, me. Um, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, is even though I had a release, I just really saw what that environment kind of puts me through. And I don't want to chance that any, like, I don't want to be in that place anymore. <clears throat> you don't want to get triggered. Yeah, you know, like I've done so much healing, and especially now that I can look at my wrestling career, especially all the crap I went through or people who hurt me, like I can, I have so much peace with it now. I'm so grateful to finally, finally have that. Like I would hate to like get triggered and then like have to deal with because I just want that to. It's fine. I have new things going on in my life. There's future things to disappoint me, to make me have new trauma. I don't need to deal with the old anymore. So it's nothing against like, I don't want to do rest. It's like, dude, that was a really bad night. And then the next day, I didn't remember what happened like at the end of the night. And I don't like that. And then like, I heard rumors about things that I did and like half people said I did it, half people said I didn't. So I don't know. My ring light wasn't on. I was like, I look really dark. Sorry about that. Um, No, it's me being selfish, wanting a weekend with my friends. And Uh I said, we we discussed this before. I'm just like, oh, I just want to hang out like with my friends. I want us all to be booked. I want us all to make money. And I want us all to hang out because in wrestling, your friends don't live down the street from you. They live in different states and you never get to see them unless you're working together. So, you know, as much as I would love to plan a girl's weekend where I can fly to some, you know, uncharted island and hang out, I have kids, I have responsibility. I can't, if it's not a payday, I just can't get up and go far. You know what I mean? So it's just a way for me to see you or other people, which is nice. You know, it's a paid way. Absolutely. I get it. Here's the thing. WrestleMania is supposed to be here in like however what 23 next year, I guess. Is it here for that uh WrestleCon? This yeah, WrestleCon. WrestleCon, yeah, because this year it's in Dallas. So if I well, I don't know if you've heard, but this might be my last year because you know it's it's the 50 and fabulous tour, because I'll be 50 next month. Woo! And um you know, I might be hanging it up, so I'm not sure. But if I but if I pull a Terry Funk and I come back, I will try to get to L.A. Just and... do that one. Like just just do that one. Oh, okay. Because it brings you here. You'll make the money. You'll make yeah. good money because they know that's the only time I'm the only going. So I can go to California. Then you go, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, this is the last time to see Francine." Yeah, I have to promote it that way. Well, well, we have some time to do that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I, that's just me being selfish, wanting to see you. So I don't know. I just keep it in the back of your head. I can always get you booked somewhere. Cheers to the new year and to making resolutions you actually keep. Have you added self-care to your routine? Our sponsors at Manscaped have the perfect tool to help keep you and your significant other clean and tidy this year. Manscaped tools for his jewels are so good, you'll want them for yourself. The Lawnmower 4.0 is all you'll need for his balls and your bikini line. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Just go to manscaped.com and use the code EYESUPHERE for 20% off plus free shipping. If you're going to try a new self-care routine in 2022, why not start with Manscaped? Are you ready for a new year? Because I am. A new year, a new me with 
the best in below-the-waist grooming. This year, take your routine to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand new Ultra Premium Body Wash. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. Now this electric trimmer is designed with skin-safe technology to reduce cuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light on your diamonds. His 2022 grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of his body and are a big boost to his confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored the new Ultra Premium Body Wash is made with the best ingredients to make you not mind those times when you might have to use this body wash instead of yours. It's cologne infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. Upgrade both your and his grooming routines this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the eyes up here. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code eyes up here. New year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. It just doesn't seem... Maybe it's just me there. Maybe it's no one else and I'm... Yeah, it's just you. Maybe I'm doing a signing at a store and I say, oh, would you like like a a vampire? Because I know one. You know, and you, I would do it. Well, we we need to get that done because maybe, maybe we can promote 2006 fake EC dub television, me and you. (laughs) Any promoters out there want to book Shelly and I? There's there's a market for it for sure. Absolutely. I'm telling you, but um, great year. (laughs) It was a great year. And, and, and it was, it was such, I think back on that, and there's fans who always put like you and I, the graphics up from our little feud, the tiny little feud. It could have been so much more, right? Yeah. I remember you and I, they gave us a minute and a half, maybe <laughs> two at the most, right? And I remember you and I going over it right in front of Gorilla. And I remember JR walking by and looking at us and then, Good luck, ladies, you know, and we just looked at each other like, this is the shits, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we knew how bad it was. They didn't let us do anything. And- care. <laughs> What's they that? Care. Yeah. I mean, it could have, we could have did so much more and they just, I, I, I don't know. It, it just could, it could have been bigger than it was. So well, you know what's interesting is like, okay, when we were living it, right. Yeah, it was kind of like all you and I can do was just crack jokes and, you know, make fun of ourselves for being so unover with them. But like, <laughs> what's so cool now is something I didn't realize when I was living in it was how awesome we really were. Like, I always knew that like our feud would have been great. But when I see the footage, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I was so busy living that moment. Now that I can kind of like detach from wrestling, I guess you'd say personally, I watch it and I'm like, Dude, this was like amazing. Like I, I, and it's it's a newer realization that I've had. I know that might sound weird to like the fans out there, yeah. but like to me, it was always like when I perform. Okay, I go and perform, and I'm done. I'm not the type. No offense, that goes and watches myself back over to like whatever. I've never been that type, and I'm not knocking it. There's a lot of people that can learn. I probably could have too. My mistakes that were consistent or whatever. But I was kind of like I did that moving forward what's the next match what are we doing next so i was so in that mode when all that stuff was going on especially when you're on the road because it's like boom 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 now that i can like appreciate it it's like holy cow like we did a good job and when they gave us that tiny amount of time like we really killed it and there's some performers out there that are in wrestling that they couldn't pull that off and i'm really proud that we were able to at least pull off with a little bit that they little bit we did. Do you remember standing in the back with Undertaker and giving him the spot that we wanted to do with the table and asking him for advice? Do you remember that? I don't. Undertaker's walking by. Shelly and I are in the back and we're like, wouldn't it be great if we uh 
we climbed, we were like fight. We, I think, I think we were supposed to have each other by the hair. Cause you and I came up with this spot in the back and we're like, Oh, there's undertaker. Let's, let's pitch it to him and see what he says. Like, like he gave a shit, but he was very nice. Um, <laughs> very nice. Uh, we, Shelly and I had each other by the hair and we go into the corner and we climb the ropes. Right. And there's a table and both of us wanted to crash through the table together. And we, that's right. Yes. And we pitched it to Undertaker and he's like, oh, I think that sounds great. I think you should tell somebody. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, oh, well, we're telling you. And I don't know if we thought that he was going to just help us, but he didn't. He just was like, great ladies. And he walked away. And then I think we might've told, uh, I don't know. Did we tell one of our agents or Johnny Ace? And they were like, you're not doing that. And we were like, (laughs) It's like you pitch these things and nobody wants to hear it. Nobody cares. Nobody listens. And that was that. But Undertaker had a big smile. So we thought we were over. You remember that, right? (laughs) I was like, did I dream that? Or did we really pitch this to to, uh, Mr. Mr. Undertaker? And he just was like, yeah. And then he walked away. (laughs) How cool would that spot have been if we were able to do that on our TV? They didn't want us to. They didn't care. They, we they were just there to appease whatever money-making market we had. Like, they didn't really care. And it's dumb because if they cared just a teensy bit, we could have actually made them more money, you know? Oh, I, it, it blows my mind. I remember Mickey James coming over to me in catering, right? And she was just like, oh, I heard that you and uh, Shelly are doing something on TV this week, finally. Because, you know, I was there forever and they never used me. And I would just sit there and catering and eat the food and collect my check. And uh, <laughs> and she was like, oh, I can't wait to see what you guys do. And I said, well, it's, it's not a lot. They only gave us like two minutes. And... I was sitting with her when she watched it and her face was literally like this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you can say it's the shits. It's okay. Like, you know, and she was so unimpressed, but I, she knows as a worker, it wasn't us, but right. she was like, her expectations were like, like it, it just went down and she just had this look like of disgust on her face. And I just looked at her and I was like, well, this is my life, not yours. <laughs> Don't feel so you know it's interesting because I feel most wrestlers in my career, when they see me in the ring, make that face. <laughs> now, and, only when your vag is involved. <laughs> but it's, vag. Like, it's, it's so funny because now people I've trained with, people that I worked with on the indies, or people that have been in shows of me in the indies, they see me go. So I don't need to explain myself like whatever I don't suck if people want to say I suck I get it because when I was both Ariel and Salinas they didn't give me an opportunity to showcase any wrestling really so I don't blame people for that but it's so crazy because people who have trained with me and then like like for example in WWE like some of us train together and then we get on TV eventually together they kind of like would have this like jobbing me out kind of vibe. Like, like I'm not that good and all this because I wasn't really doing anything. And it's like when a situation like that, where we didn't have much we could even do, like we had that crowd, that crowd, we had them from the moment we came out to the moment we went back in. And that's what you do. It doesn't matter if you're doing a bunch of moves. It doesn't matter. What, What matters is connecting with the audience to make them feel like it's real. And we made everyone in that arena feel like that was real. And we were really pissed at each other. We're really going at it. And so it's just funny to me that people want to be like, oh, Shelly's the shits and da 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 And it's like, okay. You're only- not saying that Mickey said that. Just you No, know. no, no. Her, it was just disappointment in right. her face. Like her face just went from a smile to just disgust. <laughs> and, I, and, and I could see her as clear as day. And I'm just like, I hope she doesn't think it's my fault because you're only as good as they want you to be. It, it's, it's, it's a proven fact. You can have all the talent in the world, but they can make you look like shit because I tell these, I tell it to the fans all the time. You have to do what they tell you to do. I can't just walk out there and do 50 moves because I know how and get myself out. No, no. You have to listen to what the script calls for. And people can't understand that. And they blame the talent 
but they should be blaming the writers, the producers, the people who are in charge. It's not the talent's fault. And people don't seem to realize that. So you're not the shits. You're, oh, I you're, I exactly. Well, don't, don't let them make you think that you are. Because but I, well, that's, that's what I'm saying is like these people, my whole wrestling career, there's a group of people like in the business with us, you know, among us that they have this opinion of me like that. And I've never been one to be like, try to prove them wrong. Cause then like, when I'm in training with those same people, especially after they got a name for themselves, yeah. they're outside of the ring, not doing drills with everybody because they sure. think they're too over. Whereas me, I did it because I had a, sh- a show to do that weekend. I want to make sure my footwork's good. That's why I train. I train right. so that I don't mess up in my matches and I'm crisp and I can be more present in my characters instead of being like, oh, okay, and then what? Oh, So it's funny to me that, these people want to have this opinion and that's why I say that have trained with me. So they know. And like, because I don't go and try to prove myself, they like continue to like what, and it's so funny because it's like, I don't need to prove myself to anybody. First of all, I'm saving my body. So like, Mm -hmm. whatever, like, no, I've already done stupid stuff already with my body. I don't need it for you to be like, Oh, Shelly is good. I remember I had a match with, and it was a really awesome match. And it was with a girl who in real life I had a very ugly falling out with. And later I found out that they booked that match because they thought I was going to beat her up. So I was like, are you kidding me? So it's already set up, right? Well, her and I, she called me, uh, owned up to everything, apologized, and we talked things out so we can have a good match and be civil. Because prior to her screwing me over, I always thought I'd have an amazing match with her. So I always wanted to wrestle her. So I thought it was really cool that I – got that moment. And then we had this awesome match. And the person, one of the people that booked me when I came to the back, instead of him being like, damn, that was awesome. Like the crowd was like all about it. He was like mad. He goes, Oh, I could tell you've been training. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're good. Damn it. Like, wow, that was really good. And I never heard from that person ever again. It's so bizarre. It, it goes back to like, um, I remember the first night that, uh, I don't know where we were, but the first night that they put me with balls and we did the uh, the thing with, with you and Kevin and we got, all four of us were so over and Johnny Ace was so happy in the back. Do you remember that? Like the, the arena, they were so loud. They were so loud throughout the whole thing. And it was the night that, <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. It was the night that I was driving without snow. And I had um, parfaits for, do you remember this? I got two parfaits from McDonald's. (laughs) You gotta remember the story. Two parfaits from McDonald's. We did a drive-thru and I didn't want a burger and I didn't want chicken. I said, I'll be healthy. I'll have two parfaits. It was a fruit parfait with like yogurt and granola and all this shit, right? (laughs) And it was you and me and the boys out there and I had I don't know uh, if I was practicing the Luthez jump before TV or I did something we did something together but I was having bathroom problems because of all the granola and the yogurt <laughs> do you remember this and I'm like Shelly if I run away you'll know why it was a house show it wasn't TV <laughs> and I kept running to the bed ba- we were in gorilla I'm like I'll be right back <laughs> I ran to the bathroom but we went out there. I finally, I calmed my stomach down and we went out there. The place was so freaking loud. And I remember coming to the back and thinking, this is going to be great because I, we won't have to do the bikini bullshit anymore. We're going to get to work. We're going to get to work together, which we were comfortable with each other. And, and I thought there was going to be this big, long program. And Johnny pulled me to the side, told me how over we all were, this, that, and the other and then they completely shit on us. And I don't understand why companies do this. I don't get it. Now, I know Balls took drugs and ruined <laughs> ruined me and him. But, I mean, they could have put me with someone else. And they chose not to. So, I mean, that makes, it made me think, am I that horrible a performer? Like, did they not see something in me that Paul saw in me? Like, it's, it's, just, it's a mind. It screws with your mind. Absolutely. It really does. And it makes you think that you're worthless. And I, that company is, they're, they're known for it. And it's a shame. The thing is, is like, 
first of all, I was so distracted behind the scenes. Like when people were like, oh, like how it, I was, I always tell people I was too busy. Unfortunately, this makes me want to vomit chasing unavailable guys that I wanted to be my boyfriend. So, but the thing is, is I'm kind of glad that I'm a stage five clinger like that because <laughs> stage five, <laughs> like, I think me being distracted with chasing these guys, I wanted to be my boyfriend. It kept me away from like the politics. I had no idea until like, like towards the end. And then years after I left of like how, like all these weird things that were going on behind the scenes. Oh. Dude, I never politicked and I got in trouble for not politicking. <laughs> and uh, which which blows my mind. And then I was told rub oil on your chest and go knock on Vince McMahon's door and lean over with your boobs hanging out. One of the agents told me to do that. Do you believe that? Bl- I go, I'm not doing that. And I didn't do it. And probably that's uh, that's probably why I got released. But probably. that's that's what that's what went on there. And that's the thing is like, I was so in my own world that I only knew these things, like I said, towards the end, because I'll never name names. So people Mm -hmm. don't come for me, Me but people have confided in me the things that they've done Mm -hmm. and they didn't feel good about it. And I don't know if it was because I was kind of like, after you left, I kind of just kind of stayed to myself. You know, I was friendly like to everybody, but like, stay to myself so i think that some people kind of noticed i didn't get involved in drama and stuff so they confided in me and i was like wait what what this is going on so my whole thing is i'm dying to know what was said about me behind the scenes like oh, when they're like sitting at the table or on the phone call and they're like we're gonna fire that area like what was said like i think it's so like i want to know not because it's like f them i think i i would be i think it's funny like does Vince McMahon think I'm a dumb bitch? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want to care. And then as time goes on, it's funny because then I'll find out. I'll talk to somebody and they'll be like, well, you know, this is what happened. And I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And it's so funny because there's people I've confronted. Like, hey, I know you have an issue with me. No, 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 no. And then life will go on and then people will fill in the blanks. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So, hey, anyone watching out there? <laughs> You want to anonymously write me to tell me what was said, please. There was some guy, I can't remember who it bothers me. Um, He, I worked on the indie show and he said that he was there the day that me and Batista got into it. And like, he filled in some blanks and this wasn't until like in the last like five years or so that I found this out. So when he filled in some like blanks, I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause to me it was just like, okay, this happened. And then this happened and this happened. And then like I performed and then I came back and then whatever. And then I got fired. So to hear like what happened in the guy's locker room and what was being said, I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah like being a fly on the wall. Right. It's funny. <laughs> It's just unfortunate. There, there. I, I always say there was so much talent that has been misused that has walked through that door, and it's just it's not the talent's Crazy. fault, you know. Can I, and can I ask you guys a question. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you think it's still like that today, or do you think it's evolved at all? Nope, I think it's exactly the same. Same thing. I, I kind of also think it's who you know, and and I still stand by you know homegrown talent gets a better shot than somebody you know i can't and i hate using this term superstar because i don't think of myself as a superstar at all but being a superstar in air quotes in another company and then going there and i tried to be as humble as i possibly i mean i was in catering getting the girls stuff from catering that were in the business for five years and at that point i was in the business for 13 years I had more seniority than any other girl in that locker room. And I'm like, oh, would you like a cookie? I'm going to go to catering. Would you like a bottle of water? Just trying to fit in because I don't know these people. And I'm trying to make friends, especially because, you know, you had the Raw and SmackDown rosters with us at the time, you know. And so I'm just trying to be friends with all these girls. And I I think I came in with zero ego. And I was still treated like, like one guy told me, oh, you should try and join the Diva Search. I said, the diva search, are you kidding me right now? Like, what? Well, you know, they, they like the diva search girl. I'm like, 
I'm so, first of all, I'm 34 years old. I'm not going to join the friggin' diva, sir. Like, it, it just pissed me off. I was pissed. I was, I wasn't bitter, but I was just mad that I was stuck in a bikini, which I didn't do in my 20s. Now I'm in my mid thirties and they have us running around in bikinis, rolling all over the, the mat, like idiots. You know what I mean? It was the same thing every single week. And I, and I just, I hated going. I hate it. The only reason why I liked it was to see like you and to hang out with the girls. Cause we were starting to get like a little chummy, except for one that we, <laughs> um, you know, we were starting to hang out and have a good time. And, and, it just it's it's just a they screw with your mind and it and it it made me sick to come to work sometimes when I got that phone call and was like oh you're not needed this weekend like Howard would be scared to call me and he's like oh, Francine I'm like please tell me I'm staying home this weekend and he's like are you okay with that I'm like absolutely just send me my check on Monday because <laughs> it was draining it was draining getting on that airplane and doing four days and not being not being appreciated and not being used, you know, like I remember Ted DiBiase walking in, well, you're not working tonight, but I'm sure you don't care. And I'm just like, ew, like what kind of attitude is that? To get? How do you know? You don't even know me. Why I would you stand that guy, by the way, I just want to throw that out there. But anyway, he wasn't very nice. I mean, I hate to say he wasn't nice to me and I, I never did anything to him, but the, the stuff he would say to me and I'm just like, really, sir, how do you know? I don't care. Asshole. You know, the guy's an asshole. I don't care. He's an asshole. I don't like him. <laughs> just like, okay. You know, just not, not being given a fair shot. Uh, today I feel like, and even back then, I feel like it's who, you know, if you're chummy, if you have an in, if you have a previous relationship with someone, if you're a spouse, I think it's a lot easier to get a spot than if you are a name from somewhere else and you're established. And, you know, I was lucky because they didn't change my name because it's my birth name. So I got to use my name that I was known for, but they could have gave me a shit. I could have been Gertrude for all I know and walked out. You know, it, awesome. it, I mean, <laughs> who cares? I just, all I wanted to do was work and they didn't let me. And I just feel like you and I could have had something really magical together and they just didn't let us do it. So it was just a missed opportunity. We'll never know. I think that's like, when people like throughout the years have asked me, you know, different interviews or just conversations, what it boils down to for me is once I started to see how some people were getting ahead and it was on more on the shady side or whatever, to me, the way I looked at it was that's not my business. Yeah. These are grown adults making their own choices. If that's what you choose to do, that's your deal. I'll look this way. And what annoyed me was, that I wasn't being someone that's trying to ruffle feathers. I wasn't somebody that was trying to start problems or trying to be a do-gooder. I just kind of kept to myself, did my thing. And when I saw these things going down, I didn't even judge these people. I was just like, okay, that's how it is. All right. Or maybe if somebody kind of rubbed me wrong and I found out like they're not maybe the best person, I would be like, okay, now it makes sense. Cool. Whatever. Like I can move on from that. So I felt like it was almost like I got punished for not, rolling going with the flow yeah and it's like at least i didn't make any troubles like you you respectful you just and, it, and the thing is is like when you say oh you ask these girls if they want it's called just being a nice person it's called being a thoughtful person like who cares like you know and so it's like i kind of feel i'm right there with you it was like i could have made i could have been difficult like these other girls are very difficult and drama but, yeah. but like I'm getting the job done. And right. the thing is, is um I did made a tweet not too long ago and I said something to the effect about how WWE never gave me any direction with my character. I just did it and they saw I was doing a good job and let me go with it. And then I said, and it's something to the effect to wrestlers that remember like you create you know bring life to your characters, not a company, you. And my whole point was when people get down in the dumps about getting fired. I feel like I, I've already gone through that process. So like I'm like many years like of going through all the feelings and emotions. And I didn't really see, especially because the internet wasn't what it what is today when I right. was there. There was no one out there talking that I could relate to because 
it was either people were totally trashing like WWE or they're praising them. So it's like, I didn't feel like anyone was like, man, this really sucks. Like I used to like disappointments, whatever. So I try to like do that for the generation now. That's like my little do good or deed for wrestling pain forward is I wish I could have come across some video or a post that someone that gets it. And it's so crazy because a lot of people were like, oh, well, not everyone gets that creative. And like, that's not the point. The point is, is that whether it's you and your creation before WWE News ECW or how I came into my own as Ariel and learned how to be in front of the audience like that. It's like we created these characters and brought them to life. And it sucks that there's a lot of versions of us that like didn't get that chance for whatever reason. But I think people need to remind themselves out there, especially the wrestlers of today. It's like, you're still you, you could still, you're still that character. Like they just don't pay you anymore. And that sucks. You're not making that money, but like, it makes me sad to see people literally like put all their self worth. And if they're with specifically WWE or not, and it's like, Oh yeah, guy, I know. And it's not my business, but it just breaks my heart because we're all going to get old. And one day you can't do wrestling anymore. <laughs> You know, you know, it's like, these, like, they can't do wrestling anymore. And they're going to sit there and be like, because WWE never hired me, I'm a failure. And it's like, so not true. It's no, Yeah. And I always say uh, when I, when I got, well, I, I said it after, cause it, like you said, the internet wasn't uh, what it was when we were there, but I always say like, it's not the end of the world when you get released by wwe or if you never get to work for wwe you become a wrestler because you're a fan i always say we're all marks right we're all marks that's why we got into the business because we love the sport we love the business we love performing and just because somebody did not see the potential and that you have does not mean that you're not a good performer i thrived in ecw i was the drizzling shits in wwe it's not my fault I did exactly what I was told to do, and I was held down by the man, so <laughs> to speak. Um, you know, I, I went in Johnny Ace's office and cried my eyes out and pitched and pitched and pitched. You can only pitch for so long, you know? And like you said, I had my integrity. I wasn't going to rub oil on my boobs and lower myself and go in there and, and you know, try to be like a sex object behind closed doors when it's not on camera i had a hard enough time being sexy on camera let alone trying to do it in real life to a man that i don't even know that's uh, you know 40 years older than me married or whatever he is married and that's not my gig that wasn't i i don't politic i never had to so for them to be mad at me for not politicking i got in trouble for staying in the locker room too long uh oh yeah you you disappear you stay in the locker room what are you you're reading a book i said well i'm staying out of people's way well that's like watching paint dry that's what i was told i said well what would you like me to do what am i supposed to do do you want me to cause a problem start do you want me to mix it up with these you know form a gang <laughs> like do you, what do you want me to do here i had no idea what they wanted me to do behind the scenes because i never had to do it before you know it was just like oh you can work okay here try this, get yourself over. I did. It worked. I worked for seven years before we went bankrupt, you know, then I go to this other company, I try and work and they don't let me. And it's like, I'm done, you know, and it does leave a bitter taste in your mouth, but I knew it wasn't me, you know, just because he didn't see something in me doesn't mean I'm worthless. And, and these other performers need to realize that's not the Holy grail, you know? For some people, it is their lifelong dream, but especially nowadays, there's so many other companies to work for and to thrive. And if you never get on TV and you're doing indies and you're loving life, then that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Like, and that's the thing, like the people who I feel are the most cutthroat that I've met in through wrestling, I realize those aren't the kind of people I like to keep company with anyways, because they're taking it to, I feel I connect with people in the business that, okay, maybe they can get distracted with WWE here and there, but they do it because they love this business. They do it because they want to be in that ring and they love the feeling it is to connect with that audience and to tell that damn story. 
And it's just, it's an amazing feeling. You know, it's an amazing, undescribable feeling, especially when you got that audience. Right. So to me, these people who are like the buttheads, I call them, they're <laughs> like so driven by ego that they've like lost sight of that. And then that's where you see them get so down in the dumps when they get fired. And it's like, first of all, you know, you're going to try to go back and you probably will. So like, why are you crying about it? And like, it sets a bad example. And I feel like it makes people of younger generations feel like, oh, see, I have to because of da, da. And it's like, man, there's so many amazing companies. That's what I discovered my second time going back to the Indies. Because I grew up in California. And at that time, there wasn't much wrestling going on over here. Like there was just a very, it was hard. It was like, I mean, I had to get cast in an independent film about wrestling to find out how to be a wrestler. Like it just wasn't common knowledge like how it is in other parts of the country. Yeah. So nowadays, more than ever, it's like, you know, these amazing companies. Like I remember there's this company. Now, I don't like the guy that runs it. I'll say that. But beyond wrestling, I remember when I went there, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like the, I'm getting chilled right now. I didn't really do much there. I was like a valet, but I felt it. And I was like, this is why I love wrestling. And I needed that. And then there's a company, Hood Slam, that I worked with for a while. And it's like, they made me, like, I felt like Beyond was kind of like the East Coast version of Hood Slam a little bit. And I just got to be around these performers that just wanted to connect. So it's like, it makes me sad when people just think, like, they're all, their worth is just, like, gone because they're not there. Or when I was in TNA, there'd be people that were killing it in TNA with their character. Like, killing it but they still behind the scenes when i talked to them they wanted that wwe it wasn't good enough and it's like look what you have right now this is awesome yeah. like you have this you might not have that there you might not be able to do this there but it's like my opinion it's like this brainwash of you're not worth anything unless you're here and i right. hate that right and that's why i try to just tell them that don't let them make you feel that way you know, um, because yeah, I was sad when, when I got released because I, I think I was more sad because I didn't know what my next step was going to be at that point. Not so much. Uh, I'm gone from the company because I really wasn't happy there anyway, but I've said it time and time again, if I did not take that job there, you and I wouldn't be as close as we are now. So that's the one good thing that I got out of it. So happy about that. But, um, Tell everyone where they can find you and how they can join your 87 projects that you're doing. <laughs> 88 now. There you go. <laughs> we have number 88 coming up. Yes. Um, so if you just go to Shelly'sLinks.com, everything is listed there. But if you are interested in joining my uh, exclusive fan club, then you can go to Society.com and then it's all laid out there a little bit better. You don't have to keep clicking through uh, Shelly's links, but uh, yeah, everything's there and go to good vibrations, boutique, boutique.com. There's going to be, you can get the vampire girl or guy shirt. Um, got lots of other awesome things on there. Um, cool products coming soon. And um, Oh, and follow me on Instagram. My Instagram's coming back slowly, but surely. Okay. Uh, long story short, Instagram deleted me without any questions asked. Oh. And Really proud. I have like 34,000 followers that and for sucks. someone that hadn't been on TV for so long, oh. I was proud that like I, I put my time in. And so it's like, I but know. You know, with like when I work with other companies and things like that, it just helps me people with my little side gigs. So. What's your hand? What's your new handle? on? Cause I follow you on Instagram. What's your new handle? Uh, Shelly from Cali four, the number four. That's my okay. favorite number. Cause they destroy Shelly from Cali. Just follow. Look at that. You got another, you got oh, a new one. Are we <laughs> doing the code for the shirt for eyes up here listeners? Can Hell we... yeah. If All you right, guys, is... Francine, when you go to good vibrations boutique on anything, not just the shirts, but anything, oh. you will save 10% off your order. Listen to that. People get on over there and support my girl. Uh, it was a pleasure. Say, say cheese. I'll tweet that out. So say cheese. We'll do a big smile. I'll oh. use this picture. Wait, you gotta get my boobs in here. Here, say big cheese. 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 <laughs> um, I love, we'll tweet that out <laughs> love speaking with you and uh your points of view on things uh and mentioning your vagina once again i always have to mention your vagina once per episode um 
when if we're you together. Did, I'd be very disappointed. Absolutely. <laughs> I know you thought of me when you screamed it out. So thank you for that. Uh, we will we will FaceTime soon um, to, uh, you know, fill each other in on private stuff. But until oh, <laughs> until we meet again, well, have a wonderful weekend. And uh, we will talk very soon. All right. Adios. Bye, baby. See ya. <laughs> She's so cute. All right. She's always one to uh, bring the heat, if you will. She is. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, uh. That's Shelly Martinez. Always a good time. And always again, love having her on. She's yeah, always- she's great. And um, you know, uh, go get your shirt. So cute. Look how cute. And green's my favorite color too. So um, I love this shirt. And it fits nice. It doesn't fit like a big bolt. I think I think this is a girl's size, a women's size, and it fits. It hugs the curves, and it's cute. I like it. So I gotta get vampire boy or whatever she said it was. Uh, no, it's I think it's vampire girl, but um no, she, she said they vampire girl, vampire guy, I think. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. okay. Well then there you go. Yeah, why would you wear a vampire girl? Well, that would be a little awkward. But it was ten percent off with a picture of Shelly on it, then I can understand. But... And it was what was it? It was ten percent off promo code. off with code Francine. Francine, okay. At yes. Shelly's boot what was it? The boutique? What what was the exact name? Uh <laughs> shit <laughs> all right we heard it i'll yeah, just, just want to make sure we we get it out <laughs> yeah and we'll tweet it we'll try and tweet something out about it too and the when we when we promote her we'll tweet the code right we'll find yeah, it i'm gonna then. send you the picture you tweet out that picture and drop the code you'll have a bigger oh. reach than me <laughs> well yeah we'll, we'll no we'll do it when the, the episode drops sure sounds yeah. good to me you can uh can set that up but uh well, anything else that we didn't get to discuss is everything everything's okay no everything's great snow all right well, snow upon uh, snow and that's what are we it. doing on patreon this week well funny you should ask we are going to do a on the on the spot prepared thank goodness rock and roll quiz with <laughs> yeah. our buddy cj okay uh, the cj is a member of our patreon page has been since the uh the yeah. launch, I believe. Yes. So uh, an OG member. Yeah. And we're going to see who's smarter in the field of, of rock and roll. That's right. And I'll tell you what, too. Another thing about joining the Patreon is you get the chance to come on like, yeah. uh, like CJ. But CJ was in Discord with you, which is another perk of yeah. Patreon. And that's how that appearance came about. Yeah. Discord is is, uh, is a fun a fun time every week where we discuss things that uh, that no one else gets to see because they're not in the in the discord group so come on over and join the the patreon family and you you get to have uh take fun quizzes and we need to do a drinking game yes we do we should do that when you come back from florida when i come back good lord when you come back <laughs> yeah it's what we got because we have to do a lot of we can't if we record a lot in one setting we can't have the drinking game that's true we have <laughs> we have a we have a busy couple weeks ahead of us so yeah. okay what else do we got we got that we're going to do some hilarious stories involving wrestlers Oh. So you ask yourself what kind of hilarious stories? Well, I mean, it, hilarious might be subjective. They're just like interesting stories that find themselves with a wrestling component. So such and such happened to said wrestler, and we'll talk about it. Okay. You Sounds see good. That happening to you. And then the watch along Pitbull number two versus the Pittsburgh Street Team. No, this Pittsburgh Steel Team. Steel Team. I yeah. I meant to say it should be maybe it's the Steel Team. I keep saying Street Team. It's well, it says Steel on the. I copy I, and pasted. You can tell me either way, and I don't remember the segments. It's it's awesome. But we threw in a bonus too, so I won't say what that was. But there was an additional clip that we watched that we commented on as well. Yeah. And that's flashbacks uh, are fun. Like I said, I didn't remember this at all, and and I still didn't remember. But it's a good time. Yeah, it's great. That's patreon.com slash Francine podcast. And for the creative control new segment that we have called flashback, Mm -hmm. we're either calling it Francine's flashback or eyes up here flashback. It's like, it kind of goes hand in hand. We could, we could (laughs) alternate what the title is going to be. We are going to take a peek into one of your favorites, the Instagram DMS. Ooh, that's a good one. This is Instagram. Another one of those as well. That would, yeah, it's been a lot of time. This is Instagram DMs number two. Number two. That we're doing. So, okay. That is going to be on creative control a little bit (laughs) later in the week. So, you get a kind of like a fresh intro from Francine and I, and then some classic content. But we will have a new episode of the flashback format coming soon. 
Awesome. Oh, right. and, and for me, it's at Chad EMB on Twitter, at IB Exclusives on Instagram, website IBExclusives.com. All my signings going on there. Uh, new podcast alert. Oh, no, not another one. Deceiving. It's going to be right. at the same, uh, the same time schedule as my new generation show. Just once a month, I'm going to not do that show. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to look back, and this is so dorky, and this is so nerdy, but this is the only thing that keeps me fresh as a fan. I'm going to go back and watch, well, discuss WWF's Coliseum video releases. That's what made me a fan with the, the tapes you would go rent in the video store. So okay. it's going to be a look at the tapes, the business behind it, people who are involved with it, collectors. But that's going to be one time a month on my regular feed that I have New Generation Declassified on. And I believe we have all of those on our uh... – Yes. No, it's <laughs> we very do. easy. Yes. Content well, happy, wise, happy to help you there, sir. <laughs> Content-wise, I mean, I only have like five VHS physical tapes. But still, I'm also going on somewhat of a, like a recollecting journey. So – there's a, there's a market for this discussion, and uh, I am I, one to exploit the listen, market. you don't have to justify why you do something. If you enjoy it, then by all means, you do it. So oh, We're ready. Good Col- for you. It's either going to be called the Coliseum Cast or Coliseum Chad. I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Coliseum Chad? Yeah, I just like the name of it. I don't know why. I thought that was funny. Well, by my initial reaction, what was the first one? <laughs> Coliseum Cast. <laughs> Okay. If you want to follow me on social media, I can be found at ECW Diva Francine. Uh, Twitter is my favorite platform to use. So uh, give me a follow on that. And uh, with that, that is a wrap.